Good morning, it's 9.30, I'm Russell Prue. it's Tuesday the 24th of March 2020. This is Day 2, welcome to Radio Blogging. Yo, yo, what up, this is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up, this is Fergie Ferg. A children's radio blogging show, broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky and David Mitchell, live each weekday at 9.30am. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Oh yes, we're live and we are social. You should be on our fabulous website and a very good morning to you wherever you are listening to Ladies and Gentlespoons. You are very welcome to our exciting day two show. We're so much better at this. It's day two. We've got some cracking activities for you. You can get in contact in lots of different ways. Just head across to the website radioblogging.net. Use the Contact Us page. You can email us. We are radioblogging at gmail.com and you can send a text message. Contact the show right now. Just send a text message to 07624 802272 or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. And we're straight into our first task. It's over to Pi and Ian with their first task. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you, Pi? I'm very good, thanks. And uh, I've had my porridge, the sun is shining, and I'm on radio with everybody uh, about to communicate around the world. Couldn't be looking at the globe, Russell. It's so exciting. Isn't it? It's amazing. Incredible. Hello to wherever you are. Don't forget to tell us where you are listening from. Just go to our Padlet page. There's a little, little, you can put a poster in there and let us know. We'll give you some shout outs a bit later on. But let's get right into our first task pie. What have you got in store for us today? Well, I thought we'd start with two games that we can play at home. Uh, The first one is uh, just picking up on yesterday's work on alliteration, and it's bouncing a sentence backwards and forwards, um, alliterating. So, Ian, give us a letter of the alphabet, will you? Let's go with T, Pi, shall we? Okay, let's go with T. So it's word by word, Ian. We've got to try and make it a sentence. The mm. challenge is, can we get as many words as possible that start with the t- sound, start with T? So here we go. Um, two. Terrible. Tiny. Tarantulas. Trying. Two. Tie. Together. A. Tactile. Tremendous. Talented. Tank. All <laughs> 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 I could think of. <laughs> so that's that's a lovely little game. It's the sort of thing that you can play at home, play in the classroom, challenge each other with. Don't be mean and give your friend the letter X because that's a really, really difficult one. Start with the simple ones like T and S and lots and lots of words. You might need to dip into a dictionary or a thesaurus. I don't know. That might help. So that's game one. The other game um, is to do with name it. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but yesterday, Ian, one of the things that came up was when we're writing, if we write a sentence about, uh, I don't know, a dog, we could say uh, there was a dog in the playground, but mm. the picture of the dog for the reader is rather vague. As soon as we say there was an Alsatian, we can actually see the Alsatian. 
or if we say there was a dachshund, one of those little sausage dogs, we can see that. We call that name it. It helps to build a picture for the reader. So my challenge is going to be this. This is an alphabet game. You can play it in uh, twos and threes at home, or if you're in school, you can all play it together. The idea is you uh, jot down <clears throat> letters of the alphabet and then choose a category and can you, and again, let's bounce it backwards and forwards, but can you come up with a specific uh, name uh, to do with the category? In other words, if we had uh, boys' names, I would start with A, let's say, and I do Alan, and B would be um, Boris, and C would be Clive, and we'd bounce it backwards and forwards. So instead of writing, there was a boy at the end of the road, uh, we could actually name that person. And interestingly names build pictures uh, i suppose because of the people that we've known who might have that name 20 years ago if i said the name boris it wouldn't mean anything to anybody but now we instantly see uh, boris johnson so i thought what we'd do animals are really good actually Ian, because all of us know lots of animals you can do boys names you can do girls names i thought we'd do girls names mm, okay. would you like to start okay so you're off on a and then i go to b and we'll see how far we get before one of us crumbles <laughs> let's play <laughs> amelia amelia b beatrice claire c d deirdre e emma f fiona G, Georgina. H, Harriet. I, Imogen. J, Juliet. K, Kate. L. <laughs> Leonor. <laughs> okay, you, you did very well. Thanks. I failed you at that point miserably. <laughs> so it's a, it's a lovely little race game. You can, you can play it, as I say, at home, play it in school. It's a race game. Ready, steady, go. The tricky ones, of course, when you get down to things like um, X, Z is always a tricky one, but I can think of Xena. So there's a couple of games that people can play at home or play in school. I think um, we need to... David, just tell us a bit about what's happening with that. Um, with the globe and it says visitors can you just explain that to everybody and then um, I think we'll have a go at writing some moon similes on the padlet yes fantastic um, so one of the things about a blog which we explained yesterday and any new listeners today uh, may just need to uh, check in on is that this site is open to the world everyone can see it and any children involved in activities today can be posting their work onto the blog through the uh, links we'll be sharing throughout the show and when you um, look at the globe right down to the bottom of the page any of the pages you are on the site if you scroll to the bottom you will see a live uh, representation of where the visits are coming from around the world and for children audience is absolutely vital um, they love it in school and this globe and the flag counter collects all the data and will tell the children that they've got an audience beyond just their teacher and we know that when we've linked children with a genuine audience we get uh, better results from them because things matter more and so you can see on the globe we um, you know we've got stacks of people on there right now and I think we've just hit around about 200 
different locations around the world are on the site right now listening um, and from eight countries uh, we've got obviously Great Britain uh, we have United Arab Emirates America Spain Ireland Isle of Man New Zealand um, and others that are coming and going as we're as we're moving through the show which is really exciting and it makes a huge difference to the children once they know that once they are putting their writing on the blog people from around the world can see it but not only that people can leave comments as well. And we have some amazing comments coming in uh, from uh, the writing yesterday from all over the world. Okay, great. Um, so let's crack into having played a couple of games. I think we'll do that each day, uh, try playing a couple of warm-up games just to get ourselves going. Let's go into the first activity then. So I'm on the page that says today's show. I'm scrolling down and we can all see a crescent moon there. Now, yesterday we warmed ourselves up with alliteration. I thought today we'd have a go at some similes. Similes, what do things look a bit like? What do they remind ourselves of? Uh, and if you see that picture of the crescent moon halfway down, um, what does that shape remind you of? Now, I've already thought of one. As soon as I looked at that curve, I thought that is a bit like a smile. But I played around it with it a bit and I've got the moon is like a silent smile. So what else does that curve look like? And we're going to create similes. If it was the sun, we've got a, a, a pure circle. So we might say the sun is like an orange football. The sun is like a car's wheel in the sky. The sun is like um, a fiery eyeball staring down at the earth. All you've got to do, really, is think of things that are circular. The sun is like a porthole. In this instance, we're thinking of things that are curved, a bit like the letter C. Uh, so my invitation to you all is go on to what we call the Padlet. You can see the bigger picture there. David, can you explain how they're going to write their similes on that Padlet? Yes. Um, now, the Padlet, uh, you know, used used throughout uh, schools, really quick, easy way to get thoughts and ideas onto uh, one place. And every single post-it note that is going to be created has to be approved, so it's safe to use in schools. And if you look at the Padlet, you'll see in the bottom right-hand corner a, a pink circle with a white add sign in it. And that's what you click to create your post-it note and if you can put your name in the title that helps us so we can read out what you're writing and then you can write your your writing in the post-it note itself and so we've got there's about 30 suddenly just popped up on my screen of people writing and I can see I can see live writing from all these people coming on now um, and I'll start approving them um, imminently fantastic and while that's going on I'd like to give a few shout outs if I may Russell I've got Upton St. Leonard's. I know that uh, you're there. It's a school I know well. Hi there from Pi. Uh, Yasmin and Aya were hard at work yesterday. And Yasmin, you wrote a cracking story, which I saw. Daniel, I know you're in self-isolation, but you're very welcome. Do join in. Please jot up some uh, interesting similes. Key Stage 2 at Roselands, you posted yesterday. Thank you. St. Luke's in Berry, And Jamie, Jamie at home with uh, Josh and Archie. You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to seeing the sorts of similes that you come up with to put on the Padlet. Russell, have you got any similes for us to go on that Padlet? What does that crescent moon look a bit like to you? Um, cheese. 
but that's not going to work for you. <laughs> well, it's Wallace and Gromit, and I can't help myself. Every time I see a moon, I have to get a cheese biscuit. <laughs> I go with it. But I do have some shout-outs on the wall as well that I just wanted to whiz in as we're doing that now. Uh, and I love the opening quiz there. Uh, perhaps tomorrow we'll add some sound effects to that. So the first person who uh, deviates or repeats will play a into the show. So we can have a sound effect there as well. Just We'll put some competitive music in there as well. Uh, thanks, Pi. I just want to say hello to Froggy. Uh, he, I'm 72 years old and learning. Great work. Froggy, thank you so much indeed. Stimson Avenue Primary School also says hello. Hello, Year 5 and Year 6. They're in Northampton. Danny, Fiona, Ida, Noni, Theo, Ernest, Gabriel and Reese are currently drawing rainbows to display on the windows. What a lovely idea. Sally and her team in Dudley, West Midlands, with her son Riley. Hello to Sally and Riley. Steve, I'm working in Norwich, listening from home with my son called Jackson. Hello to Jackson and Steve. Jake and Robin listening from home in Harrogate. Hello to you and I'm listening with my dad and sister and I am Maddie. Hello Maddie and hello to dad as well. An amazing reaction there, Pi. Is this what you expected? Well, it's interesting. I've been involved in creative writing, Russell, for about 40 years now. Uh, And what I know is that children actually really really enjoy the creative acts aspect of it anybody can really look at a moon and think that looks a bit like a humpback bridge or that looks a little bit like the edge of a biscuit that looks a little bit like um i don't know half a car tire so the creation is important to us the idea that you come up with i also think russell that everybody has a story we all love stories it's very natural to us I think we're little story creators. So, um, yes, it's great to have people from around the world, great to have people contributing. Now, on my Padlet at the moment, um, I have to refresh the page, don't I, in order to see what's coming up. Have we got anything? Oh, my goodness, I've refreshed it. And there's Oh, I love that. Anna, the moon is like a freshly cut toenail. Jake, <laughs> the moon is like a floating pea pod. Oh, Lydia in London, the moon is like a wave with its reflection. Love that idea. And Joshua, Archie and Daddy, older Thomas. Hello there, Jamie. The moon is like Mr. Happy's smile, a half-eaten biscuit, the curve of Mr. Tickle's hand, a smiling wink. Oh, some superb ones. Christchurch, Hannam. The moon is like an eye carefully watching the world. We've got a lot of bananas on here, I can see. And I just wanted to mention that, Russell, that very often the first thought isn't always our best thought. Because it's the first thought, it's usually one that's a bit obvious. So everybody, push yourselves. You've got your first thought. It's like a curved banana. There we are, Yasmin. Well done. In Liverpool, I can see that one nicely done. And then push yourself to see if you can find um, some more uh, images as well. So uh, the moon is like a canoe going through a sea of darkness. That's a lovely one. We could tweak that, that word going. I wonder if we could find a stronger verb there. The moon is like a silver canoe sailing through a sea of darkness. So be a bit strict with yourselves. Choose the words carefully. Lots and lots of lovely ideas. Fantastic. David, have you got any uh, ones that you'd like to read out? Yeah, I'm just um, busy refreshing. They're coming in all the time. I think we must have nearly 200 on there at the moment. Uh, If you refresh the page again. So um, 
there's some lovely ones on my screen you see because i am approving them they're flashing about really quickly so mm. as soon as i spot one it moves somewhere else um but we've got uh ones like uh the crescent oh i see it's just moved <laughs> i'll have to i'll have to pause the activity for me to see it to be able to read it out unfortunately but they're coming in literally we've got must have another 50 in the time i've been speaking it's that that's extraordinary we've got um what else have we got a shiny smile in the starry sky from will i loving abby i'm loving your freshly baked croissant um i could do with one of those hector the crescent moon is like a moustache the moon is like a bitten biscuit from milo nice little bit of alliteration there um they're coming in all the time and what it shows um ian isn't it that as a head you'll know this only too well uh, that young people or, or human beings we are tuned into looking at things and realizing that one thing can look like another it's a natural um a natural aptitude that we have to look at a football and say that that looks a little bit like an orange it's playful isn't it ian very much so, Pike. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you know, it's something that you use a lot. David uses a lot in, in his teaching and I use a lot in mine. It's using a picture prompt to create that level of kind of um, experimentation, really, with writing and, mm. and using imagination and creativity. You know, I was looking at it just now. And, and you're right. We all get our own opinion and we all get our own feeling for what something looks like. I was I looked at that immediately and I thought, it looked like a, a circle stealthily creeping through the night mm, mm. you know and, and and you're right everybody sees it in a very very different way mm. but this is the beauty isn't it this is the beauty of creative writing and the mm. beauty of education in general is that everybody brings something different and exciting mm. exactly yeah we all we all have our own experiences and we all have our own imaginative eye we look at the world and we can transform one thing into another i'm just looking at um one by sam here i think this looks like a celestial archer's bow the moon is like a celestial archer's bow I, what i love about these i mean here's lila down in brighton the moon is like a sneaky smile staring at our every move that's a bit creepy isn't it it's a lovely one what i like about this is um these are these are all genuinely imaginative and creative many of these are new nobody's ever said these things before they're new they're original and it's very exciting. Russell, having now done some warm-ups, um, I think we should go to our next uh, task. Yesterday, we had a poem by um, Coral, and her poem is a beautiful one uh, about delicate things. And um, I thought what we'd do today is have a go at writing our own list of delicate things. But can we start with listening to Coral Rumble's poem? Of course we can. Of course we can. Here it comes. This is radioblogging.net, broadcasting live across the planet. Hi, this is Coral Rumble here, and I'm going to be reading a poem today called Delicate Things. Uh, you, you might be aware these days that the natural world is delicate, and you might even be even more aware at the moment that people are delicate too. Um, and so I think this is probably appropriate. It's, it's from uh, a collection called Riding a Lion, but is actually not out until the 1st of July. Delicate Things. In the early stillness of the day, 
I felt the sharpness of a ray of sun that cut its way through mist and scraped my arm down to the wrist. With wary fingers, I clasped it tight, snapped off a meter of its light. Its glow was bright and sabre-sharp, as thin as a string from an angel's harp. I wrapped a cloth around one tip so I could cup my hand and grip one end, then point it to the sky and gaze at it with squinting eyes. Then, swooping down as with a sword, I raced it through the air towards the dry, cracked mud, the thinning grass. It shattered like the finest glass. In the early stillness of the day, I couldn't find a word to say. The fragments dulled. I felt the sting of disregard for delicate things. <laughs> I love this station. Absolutely love the station. Oh, yeah. You guys are the best, best, best. It is the best station. <laughs> this is radioblogging.net. Online radio live blogging. I love the way um, Coral ends up with the 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 sting of the disregard of delicate things and we're going to lead into the next piece of writing so we've had a go on the padlet now those of you listening underneath the padlet there's an orange rectangle it says delicate things so if we click on there um, you can see um, how we're going to do the next activity At the top, I've written a short poem. All I've done is I've listed six delicate things. So I had a very, very careful think about that word um, delicate and what it meant to me. Things that are um, things that are frail, um, things that might break easily, anything that is um, very tactile or fragile or graceful very slight, very gentle, very mild, very soft. So I was thinking of soft, delicate, frail things that might easily um, um, uh, break. And I just made a list of them. So I'll just read mine. These are my six delicate things. My grand's hands, the cool wind on my cheek, a snowflake melting, my shadow becoming my twin. A cloud above and a primrose's yellow petals. They're just tiny, gentle little things. And in order to do this, you have to really let your mind roam. And I'll tell you how I do it. If I'm writing this sort of real poem, where we're mentioning things that actually do exist, but I'm looking for those tiny, delicate, frail things, I first of all look around the room. Can I see any tiny delicate things now actually the sunlight here is coming through the window so that could be a delicate thing so i would write these are my now so i'm going to do three delicate things these are my three delicate things sunlight through a window on the kitchen floor that's my first one and then again i look around the room and see if i can see anything else that i could describe as being very very delicate or frail or tiny and I might, specks of dust on the kitchen floor. There's another one. Now, I might ditch that one later on because I might be able to think of something else. So I look around the room. Then I look outside of the window. 
and see if there's anything out there that might trigger an idea. And then I look inside my mind. I search around inside my imagination. So, David, um, we'd like everybody to submit some delicate things. How did they set about that? Yes, well, underneath where you've just been reading, Pi, um, you will see that there is a form that you can fill in. So if you're listening and you... Uh, can access that. You can see there's a space for your title, or you can come up with your own title. There's an example there for you. If you could include your first name in the title, that makes it much easier when we come to uh, read it out or a shout out to you, we can uh, find you. Um, and then the first line, just like you've done there, we've picked three, uh, six delicate things. You can write it there. If you want to change the number to three or two, it's entirely up to you. You can edit that. And then just follow the form through, putting your first name in the box, uh, your school name, if you can um, and agree and then you can submit it and what that'll do it'll come through to us here we can then approve that and then we can make sure that people around the world can see it and leave comments so we'll give you some time to do that shortly okay so russell what would be your delicate things that you might list things that are perhaps a bit special to you very gentle maybe a bit mysterious or a bit secret or rather hidden what sorts of things might you uh, include in yours? Um, my breath. Ah, right. Okay. Yes, that um, certainly would be um, breath on a on a window pane when it's cold. Perhaps. That's a lovely idea. Um, well, because it's a microphone, because um, I'm in a studio, I'm acutely mm. aware of my breath, and so not mm. trying. It's kind of breath control, and you're just kind of that. So that's quite of a, a delicate thing. Um, mm. The gap between your speech is also <laughs> a delicate thing. So that that mm. that gap, um, uh, moments together, mm. is a delicate I thing. Like, I like that idea of the gap, uh, Russell. When you said that, it immediately made it immediately made me think the distance or the gap between the words yes or no. Yes. That is a delicate thing, isn't it? A delicate balance between one or the other. And what I like about the talk, Russell, um, and I'm going to come to you, to Ian, to you in a minute to see if you've got any delicate things or hidden or mysterious or secret things. But what I like about talking about ideas is that one thing leads to another. So that um, if you hadn't said what you said about the gap between words and being very aware of it, I wouldn't have thought of the idea of, uh, one of my delicate things being the gap between yes or no, or the gap between uh, the gap when a teacher says between when a teacher says yes or no. So one idea often leads to another, which then leads to another. I'm looking outside now and I can see the sunlight on the underside of some leaves because it's lovely and sunny out there. And that's a delicate thing, having that. Uh, and no doubt in that tree, we're also going to have some spider's webs. There's another delicate thing. Ian, what have you got in terms of delicate things for us? What's in your mind? In my mind, Pi, so I've got uh, ice crystals mm. on a windscreen. Mm. Uh, I've got dandelion seeds drifting in the wind. Mm. And I've got the sound of a distant cuckoo. Ah, yes. Yeah, in, in the wind, in the air, you know, in mm. the sign of summer, the sign of a distant cuckoo. You know, when you might be outside, mm. you can just hear it faintly in the distance is a very, very delicate thing. Mm. It is, isn't it? And a very special thing, too. Very, yeah. Um, at this time of year where 
where we are, because I'm in the countryside, uh, we do actually hear an owl at night. And I don't know if anybody ever answers him, but at night I can hear this owl hooting. And I often wonder whether or not there's another owl there who hoots back. And they just sound exactly the same. But uh, we've got um, somebody's posted up some delicate things here. A snowflake that never melts. A ray of sunlight that follow those who are worthy. Lovely idea. A mug with all my favorite movie characters on it. A red apple that never rots. And a blade of the mighty Achilles. And on it, uh, Achilles. And on it goes. Lovely, lovely one. So you don't have to wait, everybody, to write six things. If you get one or two ideas, um, get them down, pop them up, and then um, we can see them. Robin in Harrogate. Lovely, lovely idea, this first one. These are my six delicate things. A baby's first tooth. Pollen on a bee's back. I love that idea. That's a cracking idea. A smooth green leaf falling from a tree. A whisper in the night. The soft fur of a cute monkey, a newly planted sunflower. Now, Robin, when you get those ideas listed down, you may come up with some more and then go back through them and just think to yourself, right, which are the ones I really, really like and I'm going to keep? Because it's good to rapidly write down your ideas, but then go back and trim it back. Uh, to the ones that are your absolute best. I'm loving your pollen and bees back. Um, uh, that's so special. Oh, there's a lovely one here from uh, Tadcaster Primary Academy. My mum's heart. My voice gatherings of love. Beautiful ideas. Um, Ian, have you got uh, any there that you can see that you're really enjoying? Do, do you know what, Pi? It's it's really interesting. I'm sat here as I'm listening mm. to you, as I do every day. Mm. Um, I'm just loving some of the posts that that that, that people are putting. Mm. Um, in fact, I'm I'm going to go straight into uh, I'm going to go straight into one that that isn't even on the blog yet because I've actually mm. got uh, one that I can see. Um, so this is um, Isabella's. Uh, it says little bees flying and buzzing around small fragile pen pots made out of clay the sound of my heart beating beautiful daffodils swaying in the wind that one is going live right now that's a beautiful one isn't it and it, it's so, interesting isn't it Ian that when you we know this from working in class with children that very often what people write as soon as you read it aloud you can mm. hear the power of it it's one thing to see it on the page, and sometimes because, you know, if you're only eight years old, you might make the odd spelling mistake, a handwriting might not be great, etc. But as soon as we read it aloud, we can hear the beauty of it. I mean, the one you just read out, Isabella's one, uh, the, one the bit that struck me was small, fragile pen pots made out of clay. And I can't tell you why I like that. I, I love the sound of my heart beating, beautiful daffodil, daffodil swaying in the wind. The rhythm of that line is superb. Uh, and Sam's below the ornate rainbow wings of a small butterfly. Lovely stuff. So we've got some beautiful real things uh, coming through here. I'm wondering now whether or not, uh, Russell, we should move on to Jan Dean, because I know that um, uh, you had uh, a chat with Jan and she read out to you one of her poems about the one about the grasshopper. Yes. Yes. And I've known Jan for a long, long time, many, many years great writer i love her stuff um so shall we move across and listen to her reading out her poem 
Hello, my name's Jandine, and I'm going to read you this poem called I Caught a Grasshopper. Heard its sawtooth squeaky song, then let my eyes follow my ears to the pale blade where it sat, moved soft and slow so that it wouldn't know that I was there. Cupped it in my hands before its hairpin legs could flick and bounce it far away. I caught a grasshopper, felt it tickle in my pink palms. Gotcha! Laughed. But what can you do with a grasshopper? What use is a grasshopper without the field, without the sky? How can it be a green scratch against the blue if you don't let it leap? So I opened the box of my fingers. It wasn't mine to keep. Mm, beautiful poem and an observation poem, a memory poem. One of the things that we do with writing, Russell, is we play with language. We enjoy it. We create similes. Uh, similes are interesting things because in a sense, they're not really true. When we say the moon is like a biscuit, it isn't really like a biscuit. The moon is the moon. But it's being playful and it's trying to create a picture, an image, so that our reader can see it for themselves because we're saying one thing is like another so we've got the playful writing and we did a lot with the alliteration on that but we've also got the writing about real things and we were doing that with our lists of delicate ideas from coral's lovely poem and in jan's poem that's a close observational um poem about the grasshopper looking very very carefully and thinking deeply and towards the end that lovely bit where she realizes she doesn't want to keep it trapped it needs to be set free what did she say russell when um you chatted how did that poem come about and and what are her thoughts around it well i wanted to find out pi whether having it read by the author made such a difference and here's that conversation okay Oh, stunning. Absolutely stunning. My mind's wandering on. I'm thinking about zoos. I'm thinking about, oh, my goodness, so many things. You are really talented. Thank you so much for that. Um, words of, bless you. Words <laughs> of inspiration for young people. How do they go about doing something like that? Well, one of the things is, is that they do some remembering. They think about particular times and particular places um, and I really mean be particular so if you're saying things like I ate a biscuit I want to know whether it's a digestive biscuit or a custard cream or whether it had chocolate on it that made your fingers go sticky <laughs> so, so I think being very specific remembering clearly is, is very is key when you write a poem and the other thing about it is that um, I think one of the things I feel strongly about is to do with thinking about the speed of the words, because all words have their own natural speed. They're either slow words like hope or fast words like hop to do with the vowel sound in the middle. And you create mood by putting together slow sounds and fast. You're making music. You're making music. So it's important to 
to think about that, to think about good words that not only can not only accurately describe the movement or colour of a thing, but they also have a sense of mood about them. And it's putting those two things together that, um, so that the sound of the words become the soundtrack to the pictures of the words. That's clearly a high level of, of observation in your writing as well. <laughs> How observant do young people need to be? Very. They really, you really need to be still and look. And, and see and see how things make you feel. We, we, the things that make you happy or the things that make you scared or the things that um, make you go, <laughs> whatever it is, if, it, it will, if, if you have that sort of strong vapor trail of emotion in you when you remember a thing, then that is going to be something that you can write effectively about because it made you feel something. Vapor trail of that's a stunning, what a stunning reflection. Thank, thank you so much indeed. Uh, can I just finally ask you, what was your inspiration for that poem? Um, because it was a memory of, of something that uh, we used to do in the fields when I was, you know, I suppose about 10 groups of sitting around. If you saw a graphic, you would always try and catch it. And I rem so when I started um, writing the poem, I was remembering that. And then it went off into the other thing about whether you'd about whether you would keep this thing or whether you would let it go so that became a different sort of that became my reflection on the experience but it all went together in the one poem the poem you can find by the way in um, a book called the penguin in lost property that i wrote with fellow poet roger stevens Thank you very much for that. That's a beautiful indication. Thank you. Uh, thank you for tri for joining us and thank you for sharing those very special words with us. Jan Dean, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Well, that was a terrific interview, Russell, and so, so interesting. Um, particularly, I picked up on the idea of the being specific in a poem, and that's what we were talking about would name it be specific look for the detail it's the detail that brings things alive and creates the picture in the reader's imagination it's no good being uh, vague and of course in order to include detail and be specific poets or writers people are going to tell stories you have to be good observers you have to be looking all the time so that you can see i mean using your words to capture the truth of experience uh, and using our imagination as well, manipulating what we can see and what we know, being a bit playful. There at the end, um, talking about emotion, I think it is true. We write best about we, what we know about and what matters to us. I think what we might do, Russell, is um, come back to that tomorrow and um, let's do let's do tomorrow uh, some writing around something like a grasshopper. We'll choose some sort of animal. We'll get David looking, see if he can find us some, some animals. And I'll model how I would set about writing about a creature uh, using close observation uh, and uh, drawing on memory, being very specific, uh, and then get everybody else having a go at that. I think we'll, we'll save that one up for um, tomorrow. Now, those of you who were with us yesterday will remember Skater. So this is in the story part of the work that we're doing. And Skater had, we left him, having gone through uh, a magical portal into another world. Uh, I left you with the lines, the door swung open, 
he stepped through and stared. Now, I'm going to read you the next part of the story. So in order to do this, we're on the page for today's show. We're under the padlet. We've got literally probably hundreds of ideas in there. We've had a look at delicate things, and there are some very, very beautiful things that people have written there. And one of the things that fills my heart, when I look at those superb images, those lists of delicate things, I do think to myself, my goodness, we really do have some talented young writers in this country. Some of this is absolutely top notch. So uh, under delicate things, you can see there's a, a slightly larger orange rectangle that says character description. Because on the other side of the wall, uh, of the um, when Skater goes through the doorway into another world, he's going to meet somebody. And what you'll see there is, if you clicked on that, you'll see Skater's next chapter. And it starts, the door swung open, he stepped through and stared. And then we've got a description of what he can see. And then after that, we've got a short paragraph describing who he meets. The door swung open. He stepped through and stared. Instead of the flat, a ruined city stretched out before him. Stunned, Skater turned round, but the doorway had disappeared. He was alone, trapped in a new world. Crumbling skyscrapers loomed like weathered tombstones. Smoke swirled and flames flickered far below. The sun sank over the distant horizon, and already the evening shadows had begun to creep across the dying city. Skater paused, wondering where he was, but at that moment he heard a noise behind him. Spinning round, he found an elderly lady staring intently. Grey eyes peered out at him like shrunken blackberries. Her skin crumpled like crushed tissue paper, weathered by the sun, etched with furrows like ancient grooves in a ploughed field. She took one step towards him and spoke. Now, if you look carefully at that second paragraph where I introduce and describe just two or three sentences, what he can see. We've got the ruined city. Uh, the doorway disappears. He's trapped in the new world. And I've just got the skyscrapers looming like weathered tombstones. So I'm drawing on that simile to build the picture. Smoke swirled and flames flickered far below. That's, Russell, what we call a sentence of three. So we've got the crumbling skyscrapers smoke swirling, flames flickering. We've got three things, and we're using our commas there to link it all together. And it's really good for description. And then I've got the sun sinking over the distant horizon and the shadows creeping in across the dying city. So hopefully I've built up a picture for the reader, something really rather um, doom-laden. And then we've got skater paws wondering where he was. But at that moment, he heard a noise behind him. Spinning round, he found an elderly lady staring intently. Then I go into my uh, description. So what I did was I looked at, you can see there below my story, four pictures. And I've actually chosen the old lady there. This is quite a challenge. So in order to write my description, I looked for the key bits I wanted to describe. So I knew I wanted to do her eyes, little shiny bright things. I wanted to do her skin. And the grooves, the etches, the lines in the skin as well. So I chose out two or three things. Now, when you're all writing, if you want to do, for instance, the man in the top right-hand corner, you've got the hat perching on his head, you've got his eyes, you've got those ears, you've got that wonderful 
stringy moustache. And of course, we can use uh, our touch of alliteration just a little bit, not too much or it sounds silly, but we can use alliteration. We can use our images to build the picture. What does that moustache look like? What does that beard look like? So we're moving really into the next part of your stories. You've got your main character in another world and now your main character is going to meet someone. I stopped at the moment where it says and spoke because tomorrow we're going to look a little bit at dialogue, which is always very tricky, um, but essential to writing. So we've got um, character description. And David, can you talk us through how they actually post the next bit up? Yes. Um, what we're trying to do is create a, a pattern to what the children will be doing. So the more they do this, the more they'll get used to it mm. and uh, be able to just post these up very quickly. And it's worth noting, the reason I'm so quiet is I'm busy um, approving blog posts because everything has to be approved first. And so when you're looking at that form and you are filling that form in and you, sub you click submit, um, all the posts that are being approved are being sent to an area of the site called listeners posts. And we've already um, approved, I don't know, about around about 80 blog posts that have come in so far uh, this session that have gone into listeners posts. So that's where you'll find it. Now it won't be there immediately, um, but once you submit it, if you leave it a few minutes, then click on listeners post, you'll be able to see um, your blog post in there. And also at the bottom of the page, you will see where it says explore radio blogging. There are, there's something called a tag cloud. And so your name should be in there somewhere. You can click on your name and you will find your blog post uh, as well. Okay, so, um, right, I'm just finding my way around because, all right. So everybody needs to get going now, writing their description. Choose out one of those characters, or if you want, imagine somebody that you know. Imagine you've gone into another world, you're standing there. I think quite a good way into this is to say something like, at that moment, she heard a noise behind her. Turning around, she saw... And then either use one of those characters, you've got the little child there, use one of those characters uh, in order to build um, your character description, or use your imagination. Now, when we say use your imagination, actually what you're doing is you're thinking about, you're imagining, you're revisiting, you're seeing in your mind what you already know. For instance, if I was to um, imagine, let's say, an older lady, I'd choose my mum. Because instantly I can see her in my mind. I can see the detail of what uh, her face looks like. I can see her gnarled, bumpy, old, arthritic hands. I can see how she used to hobble around um, the kitchen. I can see the place that she's in. I can see her bright little beady eyes uh, looking at me. So it makes it easier. It's very hard to imagine something that you don't know. What writers do is they take what they know and they use that as their main source for their writing. It's the seedbed of their writing, memory, things that we know really well. So if you want to imagine a character, then you could perhaps take little bits from people that you know and describe that. Um, so we've got two, two children there that you could use, and we've got the older guy in the hat. I'm quite tempted by him because he's got that wonderful beard, and I'm imagining how I would write about that. And just below, um, fill in your form. Again, write the title of your next chapter, include your first name, and then continue 
um, your chapter below. It says there, these are my six delicate things, but obviously we're not doing that. We're writing the next section. So you could begin with the name of your character. So let's say you've got a character called Jazzy. So you might write, Jazzy turned round, and there in front of her was the strangest person that she had ever seen. And then you carry on with your writing. So, Ian, what's coming up on uh, listeners' posts that you're enjoying at the moment? Have a chat about that. Absolutely. Well, so far, <clears throat> we haven't, uh, we've, we've got so many, <clears throat> excuse me, beg your pardon, got so many delicate things posts by. Mm. which is really quite incredible. David and I have been, just been absolutely non-stop. I can't thank listeners enough for uh, for getting involved this morning. Um, so, And we've got so many wonderful, wonderful posts. We've got uh, something here by Catherine, uh, which says, Delicate things, my cat's whiskers, the peacock feather tucked into the mirror, the old dusty books, the echo of my cat's meow, the shade mm. of the see-through table in the sun, the white grass on a frosty morning. Mm. Some really fantastic, beautiful language pie being used this morning. Mm. Beautiful vocabulary. Really, really is. Um, Kyla here, delicate things. Every little touch of my toy cat. Uh, Here's something here Mm. from Elijah. A frail nail clipping. Mm. Uh, A smooth green leaf falling from a tree. That was Robin from Harrogate. Robin, thank Mm. you for joining us this morning and for taking part in this painful skin painful skin that's from tom mm. that's a, a delicate thing um and particularly if if you're unfortunate enough to to be a, a sufferer of that and um the mighty blade of my achilles waist wow that's, that's very descriptive isn't it and the kettle whistle particularly now that's taken us back and is it particularly if it's a kettle that sits on the hob of a cooker mm. you know mm. Interestingly enough, I, I've, I've had an email come in. Uh, it, it says, what a fun broadcast. Love the alphabet game. Um, <laughs> thank you for, for the games and, and for playing something similar, but also for the memories, because lots of these delicate things are bringing back memories of years gone by, particularly from childhoods. And I mm. think, you know, depending on how old we are, Pi, that is something that happens, isn't it? Mm, it is indeed, yes. It, it's, it's a way of celebrating who we are, what's happened to us and our past but also our present so that ability to notice things uh, is going to be important it's how we build up our past i mean there's some lovely things here um ian these are my delicate things the slanting stalk of a rose and kaya's just put my sister kyla's first word I mean, yes, absolutely. Milo, leaves on a tree blowing in the wind, a glass vase shattering on the floor, Lego models with clumsy fingers, fruit mouldy and squashy, the torn pages in a book. And then below it, my granny's china teapot, a bubble carefully blown in the garden, a fragile snowdrop giving hope for things to come. Uh, And Jamie's delicate things, the thoughts in my head, a china dog in a window, how much is that doggy in the window? A beautiful rose bush. And that song, How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? That's a very, very old thing. So that's got to be an adult writing there, I think. Mm. Pop, Poppy's delicate things. Beautiful, intricate butterflies' wings. A string of glass light bulbs swinging in the wind. Yellow daffodil petals waiting in the breeze. The burnt out ashes of a fire. An animal's secret whisper. 
the long last blossom of spring. This is superb writing, um, Ian. And it's, it is yeah. intriguing, isn't it, that not only is there just massive talent across the country, and we're seeing this witnessed here today, um, but it, it also gives great credit to our um, tremendous teachers uh, and, um, and tremendous parents who are at home. Many of you will be sitting with your children working on this uh, like gusto. I think I mentioned it yesterday. I think it's important uh, uh, when we're doing these broadcasts um, that um, if you can use a special journal into which everything is jotted down, even the little games and the little ideas, maybe jotting down things that we say that um, children think, oh, I want to hold on to that idea. I want to remember, name it, alliteration, try some similes out. First word isn't always our best thought. So we capture these ideas around reading and uh, and writing. I, I think having a writer's journal or reader's writer's journal, we call them magpie books very often where we magpie ideas. But I think it's bigger than that, Ian, isn't it? I, I really I do think it is. And and what this is, you know, from a head teacher's perspective here, this I find this incredibly exciting, incredibly exciting, because it just goes to show, you know, that this continuous learning provision, what we're doing here day after day is really providing something so fabulous for children to get involved with. And I think, David, have you got something you'd like to read as well? Yes, I mean, I've been busy um, approving these if they're coming through. And one here from it's uh, class three, four, five, and six at Warren Road Primary uh, mm. School have come in. So they've done this together, it seems. And it's, it's called uh, Delicacy. These are my six delicate things a song of feather like time, a snowflake that dances down, dandelion seeds floating gracefully like glitter in the breeze, lively raindrops falling like a thousand drops of happiness, dragonfly wings fluttering peacefully, elegant icicles hanging like a delicacy, a baby's tooth like a precious pearl. Wow, elegant icicles hanging like a delicacy. That is extraordinary. Uh, that word delicacy has a hint of the word delicate, of course, but a delicacy is something uh, that we might go and buy that is considered to be really um, tasty. Or de delicacy makes me think of the of, um, delicus, delicatessen, where you go and buy special, um, special food. So delicacy. Wow, I love that. It's, it, is, it is extraordinary. And even the simplest of things, James has written, these are my six delicate things, mango skin. I just hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. When you peel the skin off things, mango skin, my mummy's vase, something really, really special there. Um, uh, these are really tremendous. I'm quite blown away. I'm not usually lost for thoughts and things to say, but, but I really am by the quality of it. I, I think what we might do, Ian, are you ready to play another game just before we get to the end of this and round things up? I'm always ready to play a game pie. Well, this is a lovely game that those uh, children who've worked with me or teachers I know, you'll all know this game. And it's one you can play many, many times. It's a bit like the games we were playing beforehand. But in this case, we're going to make a little story up and we're going to do it word by word. Mm. So do you want to do the first word or shall I? Go on, Pa, you're, you're, you're such a professional at this. You start us off. Okay, now 
Ian, if I say once, yeah. you're probably going to say upon, and I'll go A and then time. So mm. that'll give us the opening. So let's do a sort of a fairy tale type story, shall we? Here okay. we go. Once. There. Was. A. Little. Unhappy. Girl. Who. Lived. With. Her. Ungrateful. And. Quite. Cruel. Parents. Every. Morning. She. Awoke. And. Slipped. Out. Of. Bed. Wondering. Whether. The. Day. Would. Be. Expected. And on we go. And what I find intriguing about that, Ian, two minutes ago, an unhappy girl who's living with horrible parents mm. didn't exist. No. And actually, as you were saying it, because we were taking time to think of the words, I began to see in my mind this mm. little girl slipping out of bed. She, I feel she's very unhappy. She's trapped. I've got a feeling she's going to try and escape. Mm. But it is an extraordinary thing that within a couple of minutes something can be created between us over the airways. It's a lovely game to play. Sometimes the stories are very, very funny. Sometimes they become quite serious. Sometimes you feel it's a real story that's happening rather than just playing around. So I think we could, we could leave everybody, Russell, with that particular game. Lovely one to play. But people have got lots and lots to do. And if we go back to today's show, let's just have a quick look. We've got the Padlet there. We've done our delicate things. Please respond to each other. Read uh, what other people have written and write a response back. Character description everybody's working on. And then it says extension task. So this is one I'd like to leave you with. We've enjoyed uh, the delicate things you've all been writing. And this is the opposite. So this is your homework, if you like. I'll we'll read some of these out tomorrow. The toughest of things. So you've got my model there. These are my six toughest of things. So in order to write this, I just think I thought about the opposite of delicate. I thought about things that are really hard. Um, tarmac spread across the road. An elephant's rough skin. The bark of an oak tree. A dry stone wall. Injection at the doctor's and sitting in silence when you're bursting to speak, which is a very tough thing to do. And do you know, when I read that through, Russell, I noticed a mistake. I put an A injection rather than an injection. Uh, and we all make these mistakes when we're writing. It's very, very easy to do. And it shows why it's so important to reread your work and double check. Double check that it says what you wanted it to say. But you've chosen your words carefully, that it hangs together and flows nicely. And also that you haven't made any silly mistakes. So I've got one silly mistake there. But uh, underneath it, there's the challenge, the toughest of things. And in the box, it says, write your toughest things poem below. Um, at the moment, it says these are my six delicate things. But obviously, you change that. Um, usual procedure underneath for submitting. 
and we'll have a look at those when we get going um, tomorrow. So from me, Russell, to, to round up, we've been thinking about Name It Again. Uh, Jan Dean was talking with us about the importance of being specific, of using detail, drawing on the imagination. We've talked about alliteration, not too much. If you did a lot of it in a story, it wouldn't sound very good, but it can uh, emphasize some words if they share a similar sound. We've uh, been thinking about um, drawing on things that we know, ob observation, first-hand experience, drawing on memory. And, of course, we played around right at the beginning with our old friend imagery using similes. Mm. Tomorrow, we're going to come back uh, to Jan's poem. We'll do some observational writing there. I thought we'd also look at a different sort of simile because we've got similes using like, and tomorrow we could come back and look at similes that use as. So that's when we go as thin as a cat's whisker. So we'll have a, a little tuning in uh, in terms of a little bit of technique then. And also we will be seeing what happens to Skater and what the old woman says to him. Um, and we've got, we'll go back to Jan's poem, but shall we have Sue tomorrow as well? Yes, that would be nice. Sue Hardy Dawson, a lovely poem that uh, I know you've recorded with uh, with her lovely poem we do some writing around that as well so lots to look forward to tomorrow uh, i've enjoyed being with everybody today i am blown away by the quality of the writing russell i really it's amazing, am amazing isn't it absolutely, yeah, absolutely. amazing mm. uh, really good and i think that's indicative of our listener numbers that have been record-breakingly mm. high today so mm. uh mm. we're still open this has been an hour i can't believe where have that where has that hour gone my goodness mm. uh, in the blink of an eye it has disappeared uh, the, the website is open to listeners young people and adults and educators we're completely open 24 7 your data is safe with us absolutely if you're worried at all just look at the privacy policy absolutely not sharing any data with anyone we are educators and we have you young people at the forefront of our minds so all the data is absolutely safe there and so continue to use it throughout the time that we are off air you can enjoy this radio show again as a listen again you'll get used to the way they look on the website so the listen again player has got wave sounds in it and little bumpy things and you can then stop and start and go back and listen to it again as many times as you want if you want to hear lots more pie and i know i certainly do uh, david <laughs> anything else for you from you to wrap up with today well, yeah, I think we're going to be having blog posts um, coming in uh, throughout the day, and we'll be approving those. And I can't stress enough, um, if everybody just left one comment, went to the listeners' posts and went down and just chose somebody's blog post, open that up, scroll down, have a read, and leave a comment. And remember that there is a little graphic at the bottom of the site that mm. explains in nine words how to leave a quality comment. Number one, say something positive. Number two, ask a question. And number three, suggest an improvement. And one nice way to do that is to say, to make this even better, I think you could. And if you get a comment, you can always reply. And every single comment, every single reply, and every single blog post is checked by one of the team here first before it goes live. Good. And if only more people did that on Twitter, the place would be a nicer place, wouldn't it, just... Um, isn't that absolutely fantastic as well we are on twitter adults if you want to tweet us we'd love to hear more about your stories how you're using this in your classroom or at home if you're home educating let us know we'd like to know more how much and if you've got suggestions for the show as well we are at radio blogging ian anything from you 
Yes, thanks, Russell. Um, just before we go, we've had uh, some emails come in, some shout-outs. Uh, Neil Wakerley, hi, shout-out to Oscar, Albert and Percival, who'll be listening from Derbyshire. Izzy Cox has said, please can I have a shout-out to my teacher, Mr. Sands? There you are, Mr. Sands, a shout-out for you. Max and Rafa, hi, Pi. We are listening from Leicester and loving it this morning. Uh, also from Alison. Good morning, Alison. This is brilliant. I'm listening with my mum and shout out for all the children at Stone with Woodford Primary and anyone listening from Llandogo. I hope I got that right. You did, Lovely strangely enough. You were very good. Thank you very much. Lovely <laughs> uh, to see your ideas. And can I also just say that the education and particularly the Edu Twitter community over the last week or so has been absolutely stunning. Uh, in a time when maybe there hasn't always been the level of support that we would expect, everybody has rallied around together. So I would say, please tell colleagues, friends, peers what we're doing. Get them to listen in live. Get them to join in because this is something very, very special indeed. And it means that the children have got access to such high quality resources, high quality learning, but they can also listen as they go, Russell. They can indeed. And we are making history here, listeners. This has just not been done before. Nothing like this has ever existed. So we've been really innovative as well. And just before we go, I wanted to say hello to Mrs. Al Grani. Hello. Thank you so much for listening as well to Aya. Mm. Um, and thank you to Daniel Smith, to Miss Conway and Miss Purcell. Thank you very much. Uh, St. Thomas Cantaloupe School. And uh, Pi's just retweeted something I wanted to catch as well. It's just whizzing down. It's moving so quickly. I've never seen... Uh, Twitter on its legs so fast ever before. Uh, Holy Souls Catholic Primary School. Hello to you as well. Thank you. Uh, Miss Star English. I think it might be your department, but hello. Thank you so much for that as well. Uh, Lorraine Harrison. Thank you. And Nikki as well. Kim and uh, all the folks at Regent's Park Community School. Hello to you. Tom Sale, uh, who's been listening. Uh, thank you so much indeed. An amazing list of uh, folks here as well. Keep those messages coming. Um, uh, to Dougal as well. Hello. Hello, thank you so much. A day two for you as well. Uh, stunning. Hanging on in there. If you've enjoyed this, Chris Mayo as well. Hello to you as on Katie Aslett. Uh, thank you so much indeed for all your messages. It's really, really good to hear from you. Tell, tell, tell more people. Jamie Thomas, thank you so much as well. Tell as many people as you can. We have lots of listeners. We'd like more. And thank you very much indeed. We are back here at 9.30 tomorrow, Wednesday, day three. Who knows? We might have got it all right by then. Keep the blog posts <laughs> coming. We love to have you with us. We've had a fabulous show. Final words from you, Pi? Well, it's... I, I, I'm not... He's, my wife he, just came in asking me whether I've finished. So, <laughs> not yet. Uh, not yet. Not yet. No, I've just done the... <laughs> waving away signal which that's why there was a silence oh it's okay to be joined but it's all part and parcel of it now i've had a lovely show and i was very moved by the quality of the writing russell me too um fantastic stuff great credit to the children well done everybody children at school children in home but we've also had adults joining in yes um lovely to hear from max and rafa well done lads and rob i know you'll be at home with the children uh yasmin Stone with Woodford, one of the great schools in this country. So many great people joining in. Fantastic. Look forward to it tomorrow, Russell. Thank you very much indeed. Anything from the other two gentlemen? Anything at all? Before we wrap and go? Anyway. Uh, I just wanted to say, sorry, David, carry on. No, I'm just saying, I think it's been it's been a, a, an amazing show. Just the quality is fantastic. And I'm still sat approving blog posts. And I think I'll be doing Bless. it till night time tonight. Bless 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 anyway absolutely same for me yeah approving posts approving comments just 
stunned absolutely stunned excited and totally totally pleased by the quality so thank you everybody for listening joining in can't wait to do it tomorrow russell we've certainly had our money's worth of bandwidth today thank you very much indeed for joining us an amazing show an absolute amazing show it'll be up on the website just as soon as we can as soon as we can join us tomorrow at 9 30 again for radioblogging.net yo yo what up this is lunch money lewis hey i'm john newman hey what's up this is fergie ferg keep this frequency clear a children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9:30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Oh, yeah.